Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. all odds yeah nevertheless we persisted <laughs> we're still here you can't get rid of us no we're unkillable roaches <laughs> right. we will be here when all else fails yeah how are you welcome to the new year yes we're new year not new me i am live laughing and loving um <laughs> I guess. I wanted to bring to the space some drama. Fuck, thank you. Some goss. First of all. <laughs> Please. Start the new year with some deep goss. Um, new year, same shit. Yeah, absolutely. I was alerted That's to this. That's me gripping and ripping an applesauce, by the way. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm Just so excited. <laughs> uh, buckle up. Everyone sit down. Just relax. Um, this particular bit of drama was brought to my attention by a friend of the show, Kelsey Weekman. Oh, hello. And it's a drama in the book internet, the indie author community. These literate bitches. Yeah. There's this one author who like sells books on like, you know, just like Kindle, you know, for like two bucks. Like that's kind of that's kind of her jam, right? It's like very small, self-publishing, whatever. And right. she's in a Facebook group about those, like, that kind of indie author community. And apparently, two years ago, they someone in her, like, family or something posted that she had passed away. Right? No, hold on. <laughs> this is an episode of Normal Gossip. Everyone's really sad about it. Um, this person that originally posted it was like, oh, it would really mean a lot if you, like, bought her last book. Like, I think it would really mean a lot to her you know that like you know this was like the last thing that she did and it was like really nice or whatever and kept like plugging this book right yeah this like tentacle porn this was how the lay of the land was in that facebook group uh for the last two years because everyone just kind of like moved on and grieved and whatever until Mm -hmm. last week when the original author who died allegedly sure came back to facebook (laughs) Shut the fuck, stop. I, this is literally an episode of Normal Gossip because this happened in, I want to say the second season. They covered an episode just like this. Sure, But it was a, like, ceramic, no, it was like a watch community. Oh, yes. I remember that. Like, pre-inner, it was like at the beginning of the internet. Yeah, it was like a forum. Yes, exactly. Right. What the fuck? This shit makes me so mad. <laughs> it's insane. And like this woman like posts on this Facebook group and is like, you know, I debated how to do this a million times. And like, I don't even know if this is like the right way to do it. No, it's, you're gonna it's not. Have, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of questions. Like people might leave the group, <laughs> whatever. But like, you know, my family did what was best for me by doing that. And I'm back. And then she ended that original post with 
um, like the last sentence of that was let the fun begin which Ew. Is, is this an is this a saw movie i know yeah i'm like are you gonna like kill people in the, are you, in this group i'm scared what what's the going fuck? on and so now all these authors are like indie you know loving community people are like respectfully having a fit in the damn facebook group of being like what the fuck like you lost all trust and also like we all like paid for your shitty like uh, the uh, type of books that she writes are i think they're called bully romance novels (laughs) okay first of all whoa yeah second of all if you were going to go into your like lover to reputation or you're like fucking if you're gonna go into your reputation era like no one saw me for a year right um, yeah <laughs> you don't have to say that you literally died right like you can just dip you know like you can just right. hit the bricks and leave <laughs> like that's fine or you can just like not be perceived for a year or two and also not to make ill of the people who were experiencing like oh my god this person that i would talk to yeah. um is dead but like this happened a couple of years ago. There would be an obituary posted. Right. So, because in the normal gossip one, mm-hmm. it happened at the very beginning of the internet. So people had a really hard time trying to figure it out. Right. And they only confirmed it because there was an obituary posted in like a local newspaper. Right. It's a lot yeah. harder if you're an auteur <laughs> to like right. erase your digital footprint. Yeah, completely. I'm a nosy bitch, so I would have tried to confirm it. But I am uh, obsessed with this. I can't stop thinking about it. I think the audacity is truly uh, breathtaking. (laughs) (laughs) One Um, of my favorite things about Kelsey's reporting mm. is that it's not just like internet gossip, but that she has specifically gone into like book communities. Right, like very specific niches. (laughs) Right. Totally. Um, This is wild. Just so that you can make, like, theoretically, like, what? A hundred sales of your $2 Kindle book? Right. Yeah. And the return off of that is not $2 each time. Yeah. So you got what? (laughs) Like, is it worth it? (laughs) Like, groceries? Yeah. Someone did not think through their crime. No. You did not think this through. Nothing but. pisses me off more than people who are bad at crime. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am, my mind is spinning. I can't yeah. believe this. Yeah. But what a happy thing though, you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, on the surface probably doesn't seem like a happy thing, but it does bring me an immense amount of joy and just <sighs> brain juice. I'm a big fan of all this just so that they could what write a blog that's like i look pretty good for a dead bitch like <laughs> like for why for what? <laughs> was it worth it <laughs> here's oh. my sub stack of what i did over two years god no one cares yeah that'd be so good oh my gosh oh. um so that's that's giving me joy uh how are you i'm alive amazing so that's good um, I haven't faked my death, so I guess that puts me in a better position than yeah. some people on the internet. Um, my happy thing is 
just a real just swing opposite of this. Um, it is movie popcorn, movie theater popcorn. Ooh. And I'm not just talking about like you go down to your local movie theater popcorn. I'm talking about a specific kind, mm. which is in Seattle. We used to have a Cinerama. Yeah. And our, I don't know if all Cineramas had this because mm. I'm not that well traveled uh, sure. to movie theaters. Um, but our Cinerama had chocolate popcorn. Ooh. <laughs> and earlier this week, I was like, Standing in my kitchen, and I was like punched in the face with this memory <laughs> of the smell when you would walk into the Cinerama with the smell of the chocolate popcorn being made. And it the best way that I can describe it is like the lobby smelled like Cocoa Puffs. Oh, that's that's like an <laughs> ideal movie theater smell i feel like and it's like you know it already smells like regular popcorn right so you have that good like mouth-watering smell and then you get this like under note of cocoa puffs and when i tell you last earlier this week my mouth is watering and now my mouth is watering more um because cocoa puffs were one of my favorite cereals as a kid when we could actually have cereal sure I have had the popcorn before, and like most movie theaters, it's like the small is still big, and mm. then you get a large, and it's like, well, that's a ridiculous amount. The joy of this taste is like two bites. And then it's like, oh, that's just a lot of chocolate. Right. On <laughs> like all we've hit of this the, popcorn. The fun limit here. Right. Um, Because it's really just the, I really just wanted the satisfying taste. And then Mm. it's like, oh, I don't, I actually just want regular popcorn now. I mean, I haven't been to a movie theater in forever. But like the Cinerama that was in Seattle is closed. The area doesn't have access to this anymore. So I found that this is a real danger, but I did find a Reddit post and I was like, oh no. Um, of people asking, like, listen, we don't have this anymore. Is there any employee that could just fucking tell me, like, how do right. I get this flavor? Just, like, t- um, you can s- spill the trade secrets. It's okay, you know? Yeah, like, it's not gonna they hurt were like, anymore. listen, we don't, it's not like I can just go in and buy this anymore. We don't have it in this state. So what do I do? Right. What am I supposed so the to ex- do? <laughs> right, exactly. So the, the ex-employee, who I will not name to protect their privacy. Yeah said that it's a chocolate flavored powder that would go in and they would usually do like a one to one ratio mm-hmm. um, of putting that in and like coating the regular popcorn in there. Mm. I And I want to say like that chocolate flavor, uh, it tastes exactly like Cocoa Puffs. So whatever kind of fucking like milk chocolate <laughs> semi-sweet that is, um, it just really did it, you know? Yeah. So Dang. I would love to know personally for folks who are in, one, I don't know if Cinerama has had 
others across the country. I know there's one in LA, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they also did the the chocolate popcorn. Yeah. I would love to know if they still do it. Um, yeah, if the tradition still goes on. But if you ever get a chance, it's worth trying just so that you can experience it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. We have two current events this week. Yeah. The first is some real estate news, which we don't <laughs> often get to talk about. Right. So it's always nice when it happens. Yeah, we love um, buildings. We do, notably money. on the show, we do love buildings. Yeah. It has been, it's been a while since we've talked about Happiest Season, but don't you dare think we've forgotten about it. We'll never forget. We Tis will the never, season for we'll Happiest never forget. Season. Um, if you rewatch that for the holidays, for the winter times, and you were like, damn, that house is cool. You can actually own it if you have a spare $4 million. Just a cool full four milli. Yeah. Just a... It's... <laughs> um, and you want to live in Pennsylvania, mm. which I will say, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is... The, the specs on this, and this is posted on dirt.com. Sure. So, Thank you, dirt. Sure. Um, it is almost 8,000 square feet. <laughs> That's so wild. <laughs> with seven bedrooms and nine bathrooms. Yeah. That, so if you and, like, your entire friend group. Sure. Want to just live there together. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. We can all just put our minds together. You know, yeah. get some Put your hearts together, right? Get some loose ca- change from <laughs> in our pockets. You know, really just put <laughs> right. everything together. I think we can make. What if this just becomes like a a gay Christmas hype house? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that feels like it's destiny, in a way. Uh, that is actually all I would want. Yeah, from it, right? I mean, it's on almost ten acres of land. Can you imagine how much gay you could fit in there? Right. That's a lot. So much room for activities, you know? You could do stunts. <laughs> and <laughs> you have so much room for if you get the zoomies, you know? You could just <laughs> run around. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that if you and, like, what, 20? I don't know. Sure. Uh, 30 people want to mm. gather some funds. Yeah. Have have a grand old time. Ooh, you know what also um, be a good use case for this house? If what? You know, we know Kestu is doing her gay ghost hunting show, I think, still. Yes. I don't know. Um, we haven't really heard a lot about that. But she's maybe discovering that she could be a little bit of a reality TV host situation. Oh and what if God. the wonderful producers of The Bachelor or an offshoot of The Bachelor just made a smaller, low-keyer, uh, gay version, historically. And potentially haunted, because it was built in 1935. For so. sure. Potentially haunted. You could also have ghosts there. Maybe Cleo Duvall right. will show up. Who knows? You know? Like, this could be... Kristen's been in the industry for a really long time, and notably has lived in L.A. 
Right. All of her life. Sure. I think it would be wild to assume that she doesn't know anything about reality television. If she got into the production industry and did a reality television show. Right. That would actually be all I'd want in life. Yeah, I kind of just And want I know that she's doing forever. the ghost one, but like right. a romance one. Yeah. Hello? Hear me out. What if that mm. house was the center for the U.S. Taskmaster? And case you produced it. That's way better. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because A, room for activities. Great. Right, room for activities. Spacious, but also like old feeling. Maybe haunted. I feel like she has the connections to be able to actually make a U.S. Taskmaster real. Like I feel like, yeah, the, the people that she would bring on would probably be very good and would know understand the assignment damn and if she was able to do that and make that work and be good she could do anything yeah so true (laughs) (sighs) it's all i want um this next piece of news i would love for you to share because it really uh really spin me for a loop yeah welcome back to guys being dudes corner um (laughs) it's not a it's not an often segment that we have on this show um but it is now i kind of want it to be though yeah maybe we'll just (laughs) we have some we need to wait for more guys to be dudes you know um but we have a great candidate (laughs) this time so Um, real because turns out our our boy jamie dornan spent new year's with just a good friend, you know, just a friend of the show, a friend of Jamie Dornan, who we all love, know and love, Stanley Tucci. And I want to know everything about this evening because they posted a little pic on Instagram. It was very cute. Um, they're just sitting in front of a fireplace, literally drinking wine and other bevs, um, mid playing or doing a puzzle. I'm just say like, playing is fair. Yeah, play, they're playing a puzzle short. <laughs> <laughs> Verbs can mean whatever you want them to. That's what I love about language. Um, <laughs> um, and they're just chilling, you know? They're wearing little polos. They're just dadding out, you know? They're just relaxing, vibing. And I have never wanted to be in a room more in my life than this one in this moment. One of my favorite things that we do on this show is on this again audio podcast is described uh pictures yeah, right i mean we can't could deprive you... how good we are at describing jpegs and we can't deprive the listeners of right. that talent that we could have. you confirm for the class if these two men um in what look like leather chairs in front of a fireplace are giving off we saw you from across the bar and Fuck. we like your vibe <laughs> yeah vibe? i mean i who would not be pulled in by that you know by this arrangement <laughs> especially like they're just both like kind of crossing their arms a little bit they're just like giving a smize you know they kind of just like hey come on in if you want and i think that's maybe just because stanley tucci just naturally and fundamentally right. exudes so much sexual energy i think anyone in his perimeter just like it will always give off that vibe because he's so like potently sexual <laughs> Yeah, like the way he's crossing his arms and his legs, you can see his muscles. And that's just honestly, I don't 
understand why it's taken so long for people to understand what we're looking for in mm. a man. Right. When he, like, this photo does it. He's been here the what whole time. What are you time. talking it's about? It's right here. This is it. <laughs> we just need a man in a polo and red socks. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's what masculinity is all about. That's what we. I need we to look away from this photo because it's kind of like the Mona Lisa. I feel like everywhere <laughs> I move, these eyes are following me. Yeah, it's hard to look away. Okay, I need to close this tab. Stanley Tucci. I'm sorry, I feel like it's gonna give me like <laughs> my computer a virus or something. Like it's really fucking <laughs> with me a little bit. Oh God. Um, also, the fact that like those two, like, cause it, their wives were there too. Mm-hmm. obviously sure. um but they're too badass to be photographed um yeah they actually don't show up on cameras it's weird um <laughs> it's the, i don't know the power of a woman i guess um it's just important to me i'm so glad that they decided comfort um on a new year's eve evening is like yeah. formal wear <laughs> uh, okay i love it so much um Last week, here's what I remember us talking about. Eddie and Rose and Lissa traveled to Fairbanks, Alaska. Yes. Not to be on a History Channel show about truckers and ice or on a loan. But to do Ocean's 8 crimes. Yes. They had magic concealing their appearances. They broke in to an unbreakable in prison. Right. A maximum security prison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the middle of nowhere. And did a lot of... um, Alyssa did a lot of magic to get Victor into a room. He yeah. was confusion, but also like down to clown. Yeah. And Rose said, uh, attack me. Right. That's what I remember. So fuck this chapter is why because she's like it is right from the jump there being like okay don't fucking bite me but like no can you imagine if Ferrero was like so 24 hours later like right. i would be pissed <laughs> yeah and then everything uh, then we're in a different city goodbye everyone that right. was fun uh no the action starts immediately and it's like okay yeah. throw yourself at me swing at me whatever just like <clears throat> cause a scene literally right um and realize that that's kind of like his one shot so He's going to do it. Um, yes. So he, like, lunges, you know, tries to, like, kind of choke her with, uh, like, his the chain on his cuffs and stuff. Um, and Rose plays the great part of just, like, screaming, guttural screaming. <laughs> yeah. Which alerts, obviously, all these uh, guardians and stuff um, to see what was going on. Um, but then she was like, psych, <laughs> goes attacks <laughs> them who just came in and was like, eh eat shit those poor dudes right yeah they really didn't know what was uh coming for them because they were like especially rose being like "Ugh, i just want uh the serotonin and dopamine from 
being a feeder, ooh, like, please, I'm so weak, <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, um, and then goes full, like, uh, boss mode on it, which I appreciate. Right. These two guardians are just trying to do their job in a maximum security prison. Like, has to be one of the worst assignments that you can get as a guardian. Yeah. And Ugh. now they have to deal with this bullshit. Right, exactly. And, like, two, everything, like, is kind of going chaotically because Rose is, like, beating down these guardians and stuff. While also Lissa in the room is, like, still trying to, like, use compulsion to, like, make sure um, that Northwood was like calm and not gonna freak out and call someone um so like everyone's like using like their their own energy to the max here at the same time yes it remind this scene reminds me a lot of like a um, fight in D D. there's just so many different right there's a lot of layers ca- piece of chaos is happening yeah um and i think lissa even says that because there's technically before this fight went off, there was Northwood and then there was the feeder that she was mm-hmm. trying to compel. Right. Um, and then now there's these two guardians. And I think Lissa eventually says, like, hey, <laughs> um, I can't. It takes so much energy to compel multiple people. We got to we got to knock some of these people out. <laughs> right. I, I think it's so funny, too, because, like, at one point, there's, like, one of the guys is just, like, two powerful or whatever then rose can't really like keep up with and it's like we got to switch our compulsion energy to this guy because well we can use him yeah. or something um and then Liz is like okay bet and like goes to who she was composing before it was like okay you're really sleepy so go to sleep <laughs> um you're gonna be really sleepy for like a few hours probably um so just like sleep um and turns out it works <laughs> and you know what it, yeah, yeah that'll do it we love that <sighs> i Great. I love that. Yeah. The, I was really surprised by, I mean, I know that Lissa has a lot of adrenaline going on right now, but I was surprised by her response to Victor and the feeder in this moment. Ooh, yeah. Because, so she like gets, uh, she like undoes his cuffs and stuff and being like, okay, bit, you're our bitch now. Like, you have to follow us if you want to get out of here or whatever. Um, and he is like, hey, can I have like a little snack though before we go? I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little peckish, you know? Um, and Need Rose. Some slices before we go. Right. And Rose is trying to be all like, no, fuck you. Like, we're getting out of here. We don't have time for this. Like, and also don't like fucking feed on us when on someone when we're like right here kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lissa is just kind of like, okay, make it quick. Like, just do it. Um, which Rose is kind of surprised by and was planning on like lashing out a little bit at him about it. But uh, she's just like, just fucking do it. Like, you'll be faster and it'll be good to like help us get out of here. Um, and then he goes like a little bit longer <laughs> than a little this sip. dude. Yeah, he, he, you know, he milks it a little bit. Um, uh, and it's more that, I mean, he is kind of being an asshole, but it's more like that he's kind of just like back in a trance because it seems like he's been deprived of a lot of it for a while because um, it's more like on that regulated system of, you know, once every however long um, in the prison. Um, it seems like they've been giving, they've been doing feedings just enough to not kill right. these prisoners yeah. Just, like, to keep and them not alive. actually to keep them, like, you know, 
yeah. thriving. <laughs> right. Yes. It's more just like so they did are actually barely alive. Yes. Yeah. Needed to fuel. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think ultimately it made their escape more effective. Totally. But it was, it felt like Victor just trying to get a one up on them, which mm-hmm. is definitely something he would do. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. The. Uh. <sighs> I was very nervous reading this chapter mm-hmm. because they're. The guardian that they're compelling, Giovanni, felt like when I was reading it, I felt the whole time like he's being compelled, but it's only working like 80%. Yeah. And I kept waiting for the time when he would see those like alarm buttons and he mm-hmm. would just hit one of them. Right. Yeah. Or like something would like slip. Mm-hmm. Like, especially since Lissa so like seems overexerted. In her energy right now. Um, yeah. Like one moment could just be like all over, you know? I I think it is a testament to Ferrero and how she writes that like we are, what, 25% of the way through this book. I knew they were going to escape, but I was like, damn, what if they don't though? <laughs> right. <laughs> so... I love to, uh, so one of the first places Giovanni takes them is to this, like, security room, um, and before then, Lissa and Mia had already kind of, like, shut off most of the security cameras and stuff, um, Mm -hmm. which is good, um, but there's also this, like, big, like, techie place where monitors everything and all the other ones that still exist or whatever, and Rose, as we know, famously not a fan of computers, um, (laughs) no. And was just like, oh shit, hey, we gotta subdue these guys, that I can do, but like, what do we do with this? Um, right. And she just like smashes. Well, because last time she wasn't there. Right. It was Lissa and Mia at the court who had done this, so she didn't have to worry about it. Right, exactly. And so now she's like, like God damn it. <laughs> right. What do I do? <laughs> and just starts like, um, beating the shit out of this. <laughs> Like, like Giovanni starts, like, turning off the monitors and stuff and doing some commands. Um, but because it still could be, like, accessed on a hard drive or recoverable, um, she just, like, beats it with, like, a pass and just goes, like, goes wild on it. Um, and I I'm glad that. Victor said something. Yeah. Originally, I think Rose had said, like, delete an hour from all of these. Right cameras and then victor was the one who was like well i mean sure but like they could recover this and that's when she was like you know what fuck this technology i don't even trust this yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna take this fire extinguisher and just beat this to a pulp yeah wild (sighs) um but we love it uh very uh um and glass onion we love to see it (laughs) just (sighs) beat that shit up (laughs) yeah when in doubt just make it as difficult as possible to recover the footage. Absolutely. Um, Lissa's starting to feel kind of the strain of having fully controlling Giovanni's every move <laughs> of like literally having like a human puppet. Right. And we also have this moment uh, where they take a route out. Um, Cause before when they came in, they saw, they passed through um, the prisoner area. I think the parentheses was criminals or something like that Mm -hmm. i don't remember what it was 
Um, but this one is, you know, prisoner area, um, parentheses, psychiatric. Um, so y'all know in Pokemon when <laughs> you have to walk through the grass and, like, you can't avoid it? Right. And you know as soon as you take a step in that grass that something's going to be like, right. and you're going to have to fight something? That is what Giovanni is trying to make them walk through right now. Yes, completely. Um, and it's interesting because Lissa has, like, a very uh, specific reaction to this and, like, feels something. Sort of the way that Rose has her, like, spidey sense of Stravoy. Yeah. Like, she's having her version of that, which we haven't really seen a lot of um, before. Um, and it's like, we need to, like, find another way. We need to get out of here. Um, even if it isn't uh, the fastest way, like we need to not be in here. Um, and it yeah. turns out because it's the, you know, psychiatric ward of this prison, um, a lot of them are spirit users and she can like sense them, which is wild. That is such a, <sighs> Ferrer Rocher has thought of like so much shit. Yeah. I think it's also really telling of how much the Academy has not prepared both the Maroi and the Guardians Mm -hmm. for the outside world. Because Rose is the one who's, like, psychiatric. Yeah. Like, you mean there's prisoners here who have mental problems? And it's like, (laughs) girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Obvious. Like, Yeah. Especially in a world where nobody knows what spirit is, really, and thinks it's all just legend. Of course they're going to be, like, you know, put away in this sort of environment. Even though it's, I mean, it's not right, but as in a culture that demonizes this version of, like, mental health, right? Like, even though it's, like, a power, a superpower, or whatever, or an ability. Right. Um, And like we saw in the show, so much of this world is um, focused on religion, Mm-hmm. That they would view, they most likely would view these psychiatric patients as, like, heretics. Yeah, completely. That, like, what they're doing is not just a crime in, like, a legal sense, but it's a crime in a, like, religious society sense. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there would be spirit users there makes complete sense. Right, totally. Um, so, of and course, so Liz is, like, shocked by that. But, of course, Victor's like, hmm? <laughs> right, yeah. What's going on here? Um, and of course she's like, they might, if I can sense them, they can probably sense me and our cover might be blown. Even if they probably don't trust their word for anything, we don't want to raise any other suspicion. Um, yeah. you can tell she like kind of has this like lingering, like wants to <laughs> check it out and like have that connection or whatever. Um, but it's also like, Hey, we got to go. And also when's the next time we're going to, um, break into a high security prison? Who knows? You know, <laughs> I lo- that part was so funny to me that. Yeah. Rose's internal monologue was like, we'd have to check into this another time. Right. <laughs> like, the next time you break into this fucking max security Yeah, prison. we'll just circle back the next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. We'll, when we have a little bit more time <laughs> to look around, you know, we'll, we'll get to that little spot. <laughs> and this comes, this comes into play next chapter, too. Mm-hmm. But this idea of, like, a, like a magnetic pull between the spirit users makes a lot more sense in the earlier books with... Uh, Ms. Carp mm, and yeah. Lissa, this idea that like, when I had initially read that, I was like, oh, that's kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I couldn't tell if it was like a teacher trying to mentor a student or if it was like creepy. Mm-hmm. 
Right. You know, like a little inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it's a, like there's a, because of the powers that they have that they're like, we don't see these in other people. So I'm trying yeah. to help you survive kind of right. thing, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, we meet back up with Eddie. Yay, Eddie. Um, who I Who's guess just like time, vibing. Yeah, this whole time he's just been chatting up Theo and talking about like court politics and just like shooting the shit. Um, and then yeah, as they're just they like effectively in, playing cards with each right. other. Totally. This dude. And this, yeah, we love him. Um, I'm so glad that Rose brought someone with charisma, finally. Yeah, thank God. Um, Someone (laughs) with sauce for this uh, heist. We love it. Um, And as soon as they come in there, Eddie immediately goes into X Games mode and just like puts him in a (laughs) chokehold, which I'm sure is very whiplash. Just effectively like like, switches off and like snaps this dude's neck. I love him so much. It was like a, you know, sleeper cell activation thing. It was just like, (laughs) let's go. It's time to go. Um, And, (sighs) but unfortunately, before he like fully gets like unconscious he does like let out like a scream a little bit which causes again more guardians and staff to like come on in and try to fight them again and rose is like god, god damn, damn it. it can we just get out of here please and then so as that they can't catch a break again giovanni's uh p- compulsion um on himself has broken and he's now back fighting and there's like a big fancy silver fucking bell or alarm sound or something that he like slams and the whole place goes berserk fucking giovanni yeah it's like you couldn't have held on for like five seconds dude you were being so good (laughs) as a human puppet listen i get it you think that there's like a crime happening but also giovanni you work in a prison can you just this is probably the most exciting your job has been in months so Right. Can, and also like the you want to say you want to fight against these people? You want to you want to be pro prison, Giovanni? <laughs> yeah, welcome to the resistance, Fucking Giovanni. G- <laughs> yeah, for real, Giovanni. God. Yeah. Come on now. Um finally hey. I have an enemy to talk shit about. <laughs> yeah, thank it's God. It's been so long. <laughs> Fuck Giovanni. Mortal enemy. Um so they end up taking care of business. Um Eddie finds Giovanni's, like, card uh, because the doors are kind of locked from the inside after the alarm. Not before um, Giovanni smashes Rose's head. Oh, true. You're so a, right. A wall. You're so right. Yeah. Rose gets fucked up a little bit here because um, Giovanni is very <laughs> strong, very powerful. Um, and she's definitely, like, seeing stars <laughs> a little bit. But it's like, no, it's fine. I got this. I got this. I got this. And, like, sure. everyone, it should be noted that everyone that they have come into contact with, like, every guardian has mm-hmm. a concussion because they've all knocked them out. And yeah. Rose has been feeling, like, immense guilt because mm-hmm. she's like, these are my, these are my homies. Like, we, these are guardians. I right. shouldn't be beating up my people. Mm-hmm. And now she has a concussion. She's like, you know what? Maybe I earned that. <laughs> yeah. How about fuck all of you? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But they do get the security card. They get the security card, which is good. They exit. They go back into, and now in Stephanie Meyer fashion, which I was not expecting, we get a car chase. Yeah, we get a baby driver car chase out the wazoo. Um, And this is thrilling. Um, They're like crashing through shit. They're speeding. There's guns. There's like people. We don't know what's going on, and it's all just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, swerving like absolute bananas. 
uh, driving going on here. One of my favorite parts about this is it's very clear that even though the initial part, like some parts of the escape didn't Mm -hmm. go as planned, the exit in the truck is like they have planned this part out. Yeah. But Victor, true backseat driver, is like, (laughs) um, excuse me, sorry. Um, they're going to send people after us. There's probably trucks leaving right now. And Rose snaps her head back and is like, motherfucker, you don't think that we guessed that there's going to be people coming after you? Yeah. You think we didn't (laughs) plan for that, you fool? Right, exactly. What the fuck kind of heist do you think this is? We're out of a high security prison. Okay. Right. You don't think that, like, we knew trying to get you out of this prison that there would be at least, like, three convoys trying to come and get you yes yeah. fucker yeah. anyways it's fine because they don't like they they lose them which is good right because they they planned a route that was like very twisty turvy um right to sort of out out chase them and it turns out it works um it's yeah, too it's confusing <laughs> i thought it was interesting that victor doesn't know abe and rose are related oh my god yeah This dude who's like, I know everything, I'm connected to everything, Mm -hmm. doesn't know that. Right. And, of course, Rose is, like, not going to give him that satisfaction. And it's like, yeah. Oh, absolutely not. You know, (laughs) I know him. (laughs) Like, he's he's a guy. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Ugh. Um, They have this interesting convo where it's like, you know, what if uh, I give you whatever it is you want and then you like send me back and rose is kind of like yeah i mean you shouldn't trust we'll me. we'll never do that mm. right yeah who us but also like you can't trust me and you shouldn't and like but this is it and you want to take that those odds like this is your shot buddy right um so he finally gives up the goods that his brother robert mm-hmm. bob yeah. um lives in vegas Sin City, baby. The Let's gang, go. The gang goes to Vegas. I hope they have their fucking CSI shades. Yes. Oh we are God. hitting the city. Yeah, we're hitting the strip. We're going gambling. <laughs> we're smoking oh. inside. <laughs> okay, this... All we have seen so far is that Lissa and Rose, like the biggest city that we have seen them in... Um in the books anyways, has been Portland. Yes. The fact that there is no... Well, okay, never mind. Because they were in... Rose was in Russia, which is, like, in the capital of Russia. Much yeah. bigger than Portland. <laughs> um, the fact that there was no culture shock to being in Vegas seems fake to me. Yeah. Because the first time that I went there as a kid, I was like, whoa. Whoa. This is like a ca- arcade, all of it. Yeah. Oh. But lovely. That's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Um, apparently, there's like uh, Vegas is kind of like a cool spot for vampires, which like tracks right because everything. I believe that stays out too late. Everything's open really late. Um, there's a lot of dark, moody corners. There's a lot of lights that don't need like the sun um right there's also like apparently 
uh, a very like Maroi uh, based like uh, hotel, which I thought was really interesting. Like it's like the sure. hot spot if you're there, um, which of course like they can't really go to because um, everyone's probably freaking out about how they Victor um, yeah. was busted out of prison. And if they just like walk in casually, that'd probably not be a good idea. Um, yeah. and then of course eddie the genius lovable scamp that he is i love it's like man. i have an idea what about that one that's shaped like a pyramid <laughs> <laughs> not for any other reason of like safety or like access or whatever just the fact that it like let's go looks to the one really with the cool. light that shoots up into the fucking sky yeah and points where we are right and it just let's like let's go see looks this angel cool. babe yeah, like, let's do it. That's what it's all about, baby. Um, and I uh, love that. So I'm a big fan of Eddie's contribution to the group. <laughs> I love I love his I love his work. Um, I also love that they almost didn't make it. Right. Because they thought through almost everything. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that commercial flights, um, <sighs> you do need ID. Because yeah. we are in a post 9-11 world, baby. Right. Um, didn't and really think that Victor doesn't through. have ID. Right. Because jail. Um, so right. that was a little bit of a hiccup. But they're also like, we know a guy. <laughs> Let's go back to our yeah. favorite shady rental car guy and see if he has a yeah. shady PJ see, connection. <laughs> right. Knows the guy to give us a little PJ. Um and they do. They have to end up taking like two flights, um, which ends up being very expensive. Um, but they do make it to Vegas. It is worth noting here mm-hmm. that one, you can buy off almost anyone, right? Yes. That's important to know. Right. Um, the other thing that's worth noting here is that because they are taking a private, uh, they're taking a private jet to Seattle and then another one to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um. Rose uses her credit card here. Yes. And is important. this is a credit card that Adrian set up for her for her Russian trip. If you are anything like me, um, you would say, hmm, probably shouldn't leave a paper trail. Right. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah, uh, that is an Rose, astute observation. <laughs> Rose, sweet summer child, is like, oh, well, when I was on my Russian trip, he was like, oh, no, it's all good. I won't look into what you're doing. Right. And I she thinks that still applies. Right. Yes. Because that was it a very not. specific situation. And it does not really, it's not really the lay of the land. And I think in her mind, she was like, well, he said it was for an emergency. And this definitely is an emergency. So. Right. But I he thinks they're on a girl's trip. Right. Which is not an emergency. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. So obviously they get to the Luxor. Um, yes, this giant pyramid. <laughs> I forgot that we were reading a book that is in like 2007, 2008. And remembering that you could at this time just like smoke anywhere and that yeah. was fine. I forgot yeah. about that. And it re- made me remember how just like everything had like a smoking and a non-smoking section yeah i am so glad that doesn't exist anymore (laughs) 
Yeah. I think it still exists in Vegas. I think that's still like a lot of casinos at least. Maybe they got rid of that. But like I think it lasted I, I a lot longer did, but than I'm anywhere sure else. Didn't. You know? <laughs> if it if it doesn't exist, it was much too long than anyone else did. <laughs> but it could still exist. I just remember going to hotels and then being like, this is a non-smoking room and it's still like everything reeked yeah. of cigarette smoke. <laughs> oh my god. So the idea that they are it is like the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. We're in Vegas. We're chilling. But yeah. we're not chilling because everyone is just awkwardly in this hotel room together. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're all just like, so we don't really have much to talk about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how's Two the double weather? beds. <laughs> it's just everyone is just coming off of this like adrenaline high. Yeah. And completely. not talking. Right. <sighs> Except and for Victor, who calls his brother. <laughs> right. And it's like, hey, bud, you want to come meet me? Also, I am out of prison. Surprise. <laughs> I promise it is me. I promise it's real. This is not a bit. Um, it takes like a lot of convincing. We don't like hear the conversation, but um, they're on the phone for quite a bit of time of being like, just trust me. Like, come over here. We need to talk. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And they um, decide on having dinner. Um, yes. When I eat dinner, so to hear that it was a senior special was rude. Right. Yeah, they're like four thirty. <laughs> yeah, they're like ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really rude, but that's fine. Yeah, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, then <sighs> they've already had lunch. Yes. At this point, they got room service. We don't get to know what they got, which is rude. Yeah. But then there's a knock on the door. (sighs) This scene is wild. This whole chapter, this part of this chapter is wild. It is important to know Mm -hmm. when you were, folks, if you're not reading this, to know how the room setup looks. There's two double beds. Victor sitting on one. Lissa and Rose had been sitting on the other. Eddie, this whole time, has been standing on guard, like, in the back of the room. Just, like, eyes on Victor this whole time. Yeah, just, like, bodyguard. Because I love him. And And, knock on the door, and Rose is like, who the fuck could that be? And Lissa is like, oh, shit, it's Adrian. I can feel the spirit, and he can feel me. Like, he knows we're in here. And it's totally him. That's so fucky because you can't just be like, you can't just ignore it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just not open the door. I know, it can't just be like, nobody's here, <laughs> you know, or like turn the lights off or whatever. Just like pretend right. no one's there. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of rude, honestly. Spirit's kind of a, a buzzkill. Um, but they're like, fuck, okay. Um, and like Rose goes up, looks at the people. Sure enough, it's Adrian. Um, and she's like, fuck, okay, let me open this door. I don't know what the fuck to say to him but he needs to at least now he's part of this i guess and he doesn't know what he's a part of because when he opens the door when she Mm -hmm. opens the door he's excited right and he kisses her and he's like happy and he's like oh my god babe you thought you could just like go on a party weekend without me right in vegas you thought i wouldn't love sin city 
Come on. Right. Now. Adrian, who is like the definition of Sin City. Right. Exactly. It's like, that seems kind of rude. Um, and everyone is just like, uh, and then. And he walks in the door. Right. And he starts to realize, and he's like, hey, hey, gang. Um, <laughs> you guys know that Victor Dashkov is like right there on your bed? Anyone notice this? Anyone see this? And nobody like says anything like he sees that uh, he turns around and sees that Eddie is there too and it's like what the fuck is this <laughs> I thought we were having a fun sexy weekend in Sin City and what what is this <laughs> like, the joy that just like depletes from his face so quickly is so precious and there's like a glint, there's an eye contact that happens between Eddie and Rose, and he's like, "Go, just right. go talk to him. Just I'm not gonna let anything happen." Yeah, Liz is feeling stronger now. Right, we're good. Just and so set him straight. She takes Adrian outside, and she's realized from earlier this afternoon that like noise that's happened in the hallway, she's been mm-hmm. able to hear with clarity. So they can't have this conversation out in the hall, right? Because everyone will be able to hear. Yeah. So they head, like, downstairs and try to have this conversation near the casino. But then Adrian, like, pushes her against a wall. Yeah. Which, first of all, mm. um, yeah. But then he's, like, but he's, like, pissed mm. <laughs> at this point. Because yeah. this is not what he signed up for. He's, like, first of all, you left me a note. You said this was a girls weekend. Right. Lie number uh, one. <laughs> Line number one, he's got a fucking list. (laughs) And when I left court, everyone was talking about a notorious criminal who had escaped a maximum security prison. And that guy's on your fucking bed. So what's the deal? What? And Rose, of course, doesn't want to answer those questions. Like, how the fuck did you find us? And he's like, your fucking credit card, dude. Like, I, I, sorry, I snooped. Okay, but. You know, but also you different... left in a very obvious paper trail right. on very both obvious paper the trail. flights and you put your credit card down on this hotel. Right. And as soon as I saw that, I fucking hit the bricks. <laughs> Just like wanted to have a fun Vegas weekend with my girl. Um, and now we're here. So what the fuck? <laughs> if the, the way that I understood this, his name are, is on these cards <clears throat> and he put her name on these cards too. So yeah. theoretically... If they had made an agreement before, mm-hmm. it didn't apply to this. So he's not technically, I mean, you know, right. he shouldn't be, but he didn't, they didn't make an agreement that he couldn't figure out where she was going. So. Yes. There's no, because she says, like, there are boundaries that you have to respect. Like, this is none of your business. Mm-hmm. I agree. And also, I like to know what my, what's on my credit cards. Sure. So. Yeah. If I saw that, I'd be like, uh. <laughs> right. Fraud? I thought you were going on a girls weekend, like, drive to New York, which is close from Pennsylvania, not Vegas. Right. That's a whole different so, situation. Yeah. And then he unfortunately, like, starts to put it together while talking to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "It, you, you did th- <laughs> Like, you, this was you. That's why you asked Eddie. <laughs> like, 
And I don't know why it took him this long. Like, why he just thought Victor was, the, like, they just, just met like, crashing. Out. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they accidentally got assigned the same hotel room. Um, but he's like, you broke into a maximum security prison. Yeah. And she's like, oops, who me? <laughs> Must not have been all that secure, this mm. motherfucker. Yeah, I love her. And then <sighs> it gets, oh, bad. Because, of course, And naturally, it is. like... She uh, he asked why, right? Right, right. Valid question. It's a valid question. It's not an answer that he wants to hear, though, and one that Rose was hoping to put off telling him for probably forever. <laughs> if yeah, had, if she could avoid it, right? If um, it weren't for those meddling kids, you know. <laughs> those that cards. is a uh, hard to do when it's Victor who has caused a lot of trauma for both Lissa and Rose, right? Yes. Um, and so... And she tries to skirt it. Yeah. Like, he has information that we need. Like, he knows someone that will help us and be helpful for us. Um, and, of course, you know, he pries more, because that's not enough. And she's like, fuck, okay. He knows, his brother knows, perhaps, maybe, how to turn Strigoi back. And of course, similar to the conversation that she had with Mikhail earlier, he's like, "It's that's never happened. It doesn't exist. That's silly. That's a fool's errand. Um, right. But she's like, no, it's, he seems like he's done it. And I just want to see if it's true. Right. And it might be, you know, and there's spirit stuff. And like, we didn't know about that until like recently. So like, who knows? There's a lot of things we probably don't know. And then... It sets in that he's like, oh, like, this is about him. This is about Dimitri. This fucking sucks. It sucks so bad because, like, of course it is, right? But, like, it's such a bad position for both of them to be in because Rose is, like, obviously wants, is trying to pitch this. Like, it's not just him. Like, it could be, it could change everything. Like, we could, like eradicate Strigoi and like bring them back to who they which were. Which is not wrong. Which is not wrong, but it's not the tr- the full truth of why she's doing it. It's this. not why she's doing it. Because if this was like a, you know, a noble effort on her part to like do that, it would be a very different situation and she wouldn't be this motivated for it. Obviously, this dedication to this wild plan is And we just had a couple chapters ago mm-hmm. where Adrian's mom essentially pleaded to her and was like when you break this off, do not, like, please God, don't yeah. break his heart when you uh, do it. Yep. Ooh. And now, inadvertently, yeah, the that is what's happening here. Right. And, and she he, knew that it was going to happen sometime, but she didn't think it was going to have to happen at this time. Right. Yeah, she was not ready for this conversation in this moment and when and, he says he's like yelling at this point right people are kind he's of like, like turning their heads me, <laughs> you told me this was over you told right. me that you could move on and yeah. be with me right and when but he like, says like you know she's like well of course we i am and i i believe that and that's the truth but like we have to try right and then he's like well what if, what if it works Right? Like, what are you going to do? What does that mean? You know? Um, 
are you gonna like drop me immediately like what the fuck is your plan rose and rose in that moment because i think it's true to what she believes is just i don't know which you know she doesn't like it doesn't know like what everything would be different right and like that's a totally new idea that she doesn't even like want to uh uh entertain a lot right because it's very painful if it doesn't work right right but there's the most truthful part of it that mm -hmm. i think she says is she says i can't ignore this like i have to try right and it's like, I love he, you, and and I also can't not do this. Like, those two both exist at this moment. Right. And then, I and I haven't seen this in the books in a long time, but there's a really popular highlighted moment that he says here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think this, I wonder, part of me wonders if this section is what Leo read and was like, I'm going to take this and make this my character for season one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. Because it feels a lot like how we saw Adrian interpreted in the show Mm -hmm. of like, I delude myself with dreams. Yeah. And I can't, I can't even spot reality anymore. Right. Like what's right in front of me. (sighs) man and then he goes and is like i i need to go back into that world i need to go drink mm-hmm. <sighs> Ferrero, what's wrong with you uh, <laughs> and, you know she gets mad of course and feels like defensive or whatever and it's like oh going back to your old habits like when anything gets complicated blah 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 um, Which is and then he's exactly like, what the what fuck Rose do you want doing? me to do? Like, what the fuck do you want from me from this? Um, and then she's like, well, I mean, now that you're here. <laughs> yeah, you could, help us. You could help us. And like, it'd be cool to have extra spirit and stuff. Because um, he doesn't have like, plausible deniability anymore. Right, he's already exactly. in it. Yeah, he's too far in. He knows too much. Right. And he's like, fuck, I mean... It's not my ideal day of, like, helping my girlfriend get her old boyfriend back. But I'm going to get a few drinks and see where that fucking takes me. I, when he went off, I mean, she told him, like, it's at 4.30. Yeah. I honestly didn't know if he was going to come back when they left for dinner. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I wouldn't. I don't know that I would. (laughs) Right, yeah. But he, I mean, he Mm. does. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, hey. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, what's up? (laughs) Uh, Like, he's obviously very visibly agitated, but like trying to put on a good, like, sort of vibe for this. And, you know, just he's showing up, you know. That's that's it made me nervous when they were standing up and like getting ready to go that Mm -hmm. Rose saw what she thought was like an eager glint in Victor's Mm -hmm. eyes. Yeah. And I am always nervous when Victor's happy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't want him to be happy. No, that's not a good omen for sure. (laughs) Um, 
But I feel better knowing that there's at least another person who can watch Victor during this dinner. Yeah. And then they they make their way to see the man, Robert. The man. The man. Mr. Bob. (laughs) Mr. Bob. (laughs) I'm... I'm so nervous. Yeah. Uh, But I'm... I would love to see this played out in the show because mm-hmm. it would not be in Vegas because mm. um, everything there happens in Europe. So I would wonder where they would fit. Like, what is the European equivalent of Vegas? Yeah. But I'm on my fucking... I'm on... The tip of my toe. I'm so nervous right now. (laughs) God. She, like, breaks my heart. And then I'm, like, turning pages trying to, like, figure out what's going to happen. Right. I'm nervous. I'm scared for everyone. And we're only, like, a quarter of the way through this book. God. I don't. What is wrong with her? Right. What's Um, going on? We have chapters 9 and 10 next week. Yeah, we do. And I'm very nervous. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we have we have some amazing patrons to thank. Do you you want to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Ow, ow. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Katia Carp. Ow, ow. Thank you to Hope Castile. Ooh. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Ooh. Thank you to Vivian Yuli. Ooh. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Pew, pew, pew. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ooh. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Come on down. Pew, pew. ba 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 Thank you to Danielle Burke. Ooh. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Ooh. Thank you to Lara Forty. Ow. Thank you to Dan Zeklos. Ooh. Thank you to Maria Swan. Ow, ow. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh. Thank you to Emily Ozera. Ow. Thank you to Jaylene Ivishkov. Ooh. And last, but certainly not least, thank you to Ashlyn Vogel. Ow, ow. I have a fanfiction for you this week that was written by the creator little yellow raincoat great it was published only days ago (laughs) and it is titled only cloudy skies give me freedom okay uh this is a it has over forty thousand words i'm gonna read all of them for you now um (laughs) (laughs) this is a I wanted to go back to our roots. So this is a mm. Rosalie and Jessica fan fiction. 
Okay. Um, Love. And the summary really pulled me. So I'm just going to read the summary for you. All right. Rosalie Hale doesn't fall in love. She wrote it off almost a century ago. But that changed after one little chirping human bumped into her life uninvited. And her name was Jessica Stanley. Now it's a constant battle of protecting Jessica from her worlds and what comes with it. But that all comes crashing down when Edward suddenly falls in love with a human girl of his own named Bella Swan, causing the eyes of the Volturi to eventually turn their eyes to the Cullens. The gravitational pull, the string that ties Jessica and Rosalie together, and the universal powers that may be, warn Rosalie that there isn't something quite right about Edward's own claims of being under the gravitational pull. Edward couldn't possibly be fated to a singer, and Bella couldn't possibly be as innocent as she claims to be. It's something not even Alice could see coming, not until it might be too late. The time is ticking, the calendar's pages turn over, and the spring of youth is slowly coming to an end. Rosalie wishes for an everlasting that Jessica isn't scared of, where her little bird can still have all her freedoms without being tied down by the same things Rosalie is. So there are (laughs) at least five chapters, over 40,000 words, and it was published um, on the 5th of January. So if that interests you, that is new, hot off the AO3 presses. Slay. And sounds um, painful. Not embarrassing, but like emotionally Ferrero Rocher painful to dig into. Oof. So enjoy, folks. Enjoy your pain. Yeah, honestly, we, we haven't given you enough today. <laughs> right, exactly. Some more. If you are still looking um, for more more gossip, then get some chocolate popcorn. Enjoy someone who is not a pretend dead author. Yes, so and true. have some fanfic. <laughs> well, until next week, as we stay here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get whipped. Ooh, ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.